Welcome to Cancelled. We are back once again, recording live from the live. It's not really live to whatever. We're here in the illustrious Cap City Comedy Club green room. I was wondering if it was still going to be illustrious. Yeah, it's, of course, always. Okay. It's always I mean, illustrious. Okay, look at this carpet. How can it be anything but illustrious? It does look like a lustrous carpet. To be honest, it's a nice, clean carpet. It's I clean. don't really have any complaints about the carpeting. I'll give it clean. Mm-hmm. That couch is probably seen better days. But what are you going to do? Well, it's hiding under some burlap. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever happened, it's underneath a layer of. Karina Magyar's here with me. Uh, we are back for another three episodes. This is going to be the second to the last episode oh. of of uh, Erie, Indiana. Yeah. And God damn it, if this show didn't kind of start stinking out of nowhere. Uh, oh my God, what happened to this show? I, I'm so mad. Well, it was uh, like a different show completely. I, I, all right, we'll get it. Hold on. Oof. Let's get into it in a second here. How's everything going with you otherwise besides this show? Oh God. Okay, good. So I'll confess right off the bat that I watched all these last night. Um, but last night was also my work was having an anniversary party for their whatever. And so they took us out and, and I had four cocktails. And then I Ubered to an open mic where I had two beers and said something for three minutes. And then I got home and drank a glass of wine to enjoy this. Sure. So I I enjoyed the first two episodes just fine. But by the third one, I did pass out halfway through. It's fine. You're not missing anything. Yeah. These episodes, I feel like, got progressively worse. Yes. Which is hard to say, seeing as it started out terrible and just got kept getting worse for some reason um but let's just go ahead and jump into it <laughs> all right ep- all right we're, okay uh, episode 13 yes the hole in the head gang <laughs> yeah um okay which is a is this a joe dante no 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 the next no, one is the next one is and yeah. the next one stinks too uh um, it does there is a couple of interesting things in this episode. It starts uh, uh, not the immediate starting, but I did really enjoy very quickly. Uh, it's set up that the leader of the, the, the owner of the world of stuff <gasps> yes. has been an imposter this whole time who has kept the real owner of the world of stuff, played by John Aston, locked in the basement. Yes. And he's just been pretending to be the owner of the world of stuff. Here's my problem with that. <laughs> I understand how... Marshall doesn't know that. He right. just moved here. Mm-hmm. But how the fuck does the rest of the town not know that he's not Mr. Radcliffe or whatever? The fuck it was so name? dumb. And they had like so many ways they could have wiggled out of there, but they gave none of it. It was sort of like, hey, we get to cat, we can cast Gomez. Right, right, right. That's Who's our most... They got Gomez Adams. Is the biggest name they've had. They have found a regular cast now, not yeah, just a guest star for the week. They've added him as a mm-hmm. regular cast member at this point. So who's our most expendable cast member? Oh, the guy we never knew what to do with anyway. Right. Because he was like a completely different character from week to week. So He's getting dragged out by the cops Yes, uh, in like a straight jacket. And, and John... I do kind of like at one point John asked, uh, Gomez is like... Uh, or Simon says to him, how do we know you're the real whoever? Right. He's like, you don't. And then he just goes back about his business, which I kind of enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, all they had to do was a very simple, like, if if the guy being dragged away was just like, help, I'm in the witness protection program, these guys are taking me or whatever, because that's what they had set up initially. In the sure. Show. Yeah. Fine. Everything makes perfect sense. It's an easy write out. Instead, they have him being like a... a, a, a pathological imposter i think they call it and then they spend all this business trying to explain it like um you know why aren't you going to press charges against the guy oh because actually sales were up yeah like, he's great yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really yeah, good he, at he it not, six months you've been tied up in a basement like i don't think you'd care that much about fucking selling and, uh chattering teeth right and what were you getting fed and how many ghosts were down there you know all sorts well, there of questions appears to be 50 something haunted structures in erie <laughs> they make a point of saying that. So this, mm-hmm. this is a ghost episode mm-hmm uh, the, sort of, sort of. I mean, it is. It's a Wild West episode it's a Wild West with a ghost, ghost in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they. It starts, and I found this a little bit interesting that they are for the first time in a long time actively investigating something. Yes, they're, they're totally not, full X Files, and th- I don't know. I didn't look up the timing of the schedule, the release. If this came back after a spring break or something, but the child actors are noticeably older. Yeah, they look Definitely different. Haircuts different a little haircuts. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to this show? I, yeah, I didn't look into that. I'm not sure. But they do. There's definitely clearly been a time gap yes. in between these two episodes. And that would make sense as well because it feels like, and just starting with this episode and progressing through the next three, that they have an entirely new writing staff. Yes. The tone of all of these episodes is completely different. Yes. It's like, it feels like a completely different, completely, particularly coming off of the past run of episodes. Right. Even. The last episode where we did Tornado People, Tornado Alley, even the stupid Tornado episode, it might have been 
it might have been kind of dumb, but it still fit. Mm-hmm. It was weird in the same way that those previous episodes were. Right. Whereas this just has a completely different feel. Yeah. And much more childish. Well, and much more goofball campy like it wasn't there was absolutely no attempt at anyway so they yeah they're investigating some old mill right they're at the old mill Mm -hmm. um they said you know that uh every town has the one haunted house nobody wants to go to Mm -hmm. everybody knows because somebody's friend went in never came back or whatever but erie has 52 haunted structures they go in uh there's a uh, hovering chair that Flies sure. at them. Very Scooby-Doo. Very Scooby-Doo. Then they see some sort of ghost monster and they run away. Yeah. After trying to take pictures or whatever. Right. And Which, saying hummina, hummina, hummina Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> they on, just go like... They, they might as well have like run in place with their feet spinning yes. and then taken off. You know with what that I mean? skedaddle sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that noise. Um, this is when we could finally meet John Astin. Yes. See the, the World of Stuff guy. He fills us in on the legend of the old the haunting of the old mill. Mm-hmm. He tells us that it's haunted by a I just by a ghost named Grungy Bill, which I just made me laugh because it's so <laughs> it's just a terrible like the writing of that is so stupid. Yes. Um but I did enjoy the gag of because at one point John Astin says like he's the worst bank robber in twelve counties or whatever. Yeah. And they go, oh, he was really terrible. He was like a mean person or whatever. And like, oh, he was mean, but he was also the worst bank robber. He, he couldn't got caught rob all the time. Man. He couldn't rob him. <laughs> that gag made me laugh really hard. Right. Um, it finds out that he's tried and failed 13 times or 12 times to rob the Erie Bank. The, which you can clearly rob just by going to the ATM. So I don't know. Yes, <laughs> you don't have to rob it. You just have to be nice to it. They've established <laughs> it that if you can just sort of be friendly, it'll give you money. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting running thing throughout this whole episode. When they first show up to the old mill, they're like, oh, bullet holes. And Simon's like, you know our rule about guns. No guns. Policies, no guns. Which came from nowhere. Came out of nowhere. And he repeat, like constantly is like, mm-hmm. I hate guns. I hate guns. Uh, it turns out they find this old... Well, we'll get to that in a Yeah, second. yeah, yeah. But um, it's set up like an Indiana Jones snake he thing. He hates guns. Yeah. I'm pretty positive that like... Simon's awful dad gets drunk and makes them play Russian roulette in the house or something. There's clearly some shit going on in Simon's house with guns. Right. Because I mean, it's it's almost pathological. Like, he, every instance, he has an opportunity to say how much he hates guns. He hates guns. Like, he right. makes a point of saying it. So, okay, so they go back to investigate after, like, hearing after the legends. During the daytime, they're, like, going to look more closely. They get there. Of course, they find the chair has a pulley attached. Yeah, it's And a that scam. there's a tube that, like, gives you the ghost noises. And there's a mask on the ground. And who shows up? But this shows Poochie. Yeah, this, uh, this, this is a thousand percent Poochie. Yes. I ha- all right, so when John Aston showed up and he starts talking to him about, like, ghosts mm-hmm. and stuff and going, like, but you know ghosts aren't real, but kind of with a wink. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, he's going to be he's gonna be the ally. adult ally mm-hmm. that I was talking about mm-hmm. wanting in the previous episode. Like, oh, this is going to be that guy. I was like, awesome. I really hope he sticks around. The yep. second Poochie showed up, I was like, please don't let this fucking kid stick around. And, uh, of course, he's button. He's there for he's the next. In. And he's in. And he's the worst. Okay. He's got... Crazy Albert Einstein white hair, gray yeah, the gray, gray hair, and wh- gray and white. He wears a tra- he's basically here's what happened. They got a kid who's like two years older than. Uh, he's he, kind of is he he's, older? He's, he's about Mars. Mars is age. Okay, um, but they they gave him gray hair and then a trench coat, a black trench coat, and basically gave the actor the instruction. Be Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that is yeah. Exactly yeah. the way he is trying his ass off to be Christian Slater. He is not great at it. No, but no, he is he's really not. trying. Uh, he's trying, but they've given him nothing like this, nothing the, to work with. The char- like the the writing of that character is terrible. Yeah, so for some reason, completely unexplained, he is faking the haunting of this mill to keep. People, people away, away from he's the squatting mill. there he's, he's like some sort of homeless person he can't remember his own name yeah they t- they come up later in the episode we find out that he can't remember like three months ago he woke up in Erie can't remember his name he doesn't know where he came from okay they completely abandon that plot yeah it doesn't come up again in the next two episodes um I I, I felt drunker than I actually was watching because it, it was so all over the map and yeah. the- the, this progression of episodes, the next two, yeah. got so much worse yes. each time and so much less sensical mm-hmm. that by the third episode, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I am very confused <laughs> uh, just as what is even like happening on as a show. Um, so he convinced, like, he's like, ah, you're not going anywhere or whatever. There's some little bit of a scuffle. They have a video camera. He wants mm-hmm. to destroy the tape 
the so beta people tape, don't yeah. know that he's in this mill or whatever. Uh, he goes to smash on it, and he steps through the floorboard. And I don't know why this made me laugh so hard, but he just goes, ugh. Because it's so out of character. Because he's the whole time, he's like, eh, UK. He's like real gruff he's sounding for a kid. Acting all cool and badass. And then he yeah. just goes, oh, got to talk to the landlord about these floors. Like, just out of nowhere. And it just really cracks me up. It's so dumb. So hokey, though. So Super he, reach, hokey. he Super reaches hokey. in and he pulls out Grungy this Bill's old, gun. Old, rusted gun, yeah. which then immediately, like, he's. Fucking Simon is immediately like, I hate guns, I hate guns, I hate guns, I hate guns, I hate just saying it over and over. Uh, and rightfully so, because he almost gets shot immediately, because the guy's like, oh, the gun's rusted shut. It doesn't have any bullet. Bang, shoots the gun, goes off. Uh, yeah, and the then gun, they the rust the disappears, yeah. it becomes like a shiny new gun, and then Grungy Bill the ghost shows up. Yeah, ooh. Okay, so Grungy Bill... I guess the story is that he, he the last time he got caught, the reason he died is because he forgot, he his, forgot gun his gun when, when he, he went, went to rob, to rob the, the bank. bank. So anyway, he's been there for 100 years, and he says he's had 100 years to plan the next move. And apparently the plan is to dress Marshall up, up as a little, as a little uh, as house like on the prairie, prairie girl <laughs> yeah. and go back to the bank, which is also somehow old Western themed. Like yes. when you go inside, it's got like the cage in front of mm-hmm. the thing, like you're trading in gold you just prospected. I know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's... And then also the bank teller is the, is guy, the guy from, from the, the world, world of stuff, stuff who just got dragged away by the police. He's now the bank teller. And, okay. and he is also has like the sleeve suspenders and the visor on. Like yeah. it's all really weird. They might as well have put some old dude in the corner playing the piano forte. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was like, why? Okay, so when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's kind of clever. So the poor actor who they booted out of the prime spot as World of Stuff owner, they're going to let him cameo as just random People characters throughout the town. I'm kind of. And you know what? They're going to establish him as like the imposter, right? That he would just keep impostering. Uh, I guess. Uh, but they, he no. Spoiler alert, no, he's gone. This was basically... I was thinking about this poor actor so much. Like, we hired somebody cooler than you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You were out of the role, but because we already had to film you getting dragged away, here's a couple more speaking lines in this particular episode before you are fired. Yeah, it's almost like he had to, like... They're like, oh, you need two more minutes... You need two more days on set to make your SAG card or something. Yeah. yeah, it, it's definitely weird. So weird, and he was fine. He wasn't He's like fine. dragging the show down. A, yeah, I, he was. I liked him as the world of stuff guy. Mm-hmm. He was. Per, he was interestingly weird in that role. Yeah. Um. Then there's also a weird thing where there's a nun. So in front of them in line <laughs> right. is this nun. Is this nun who's like in line at the bank, which is fine. Withdrawing one and a half million, million dollars. <laughs> the nun is taking out one point five million dollars from the bank. <laughs> that was funny. It made me laugh really hard. I don't get what they're saying, be- and, and like I feel like it's got to be some sort of commentary because mm. as we progress into the next couple episodes, real heavy on the shitty political commentary yes. for a kids show. Oh, so I'm yeah. assuming this is something about the wealth of the Catholic Church or some such thing it, it's never really mentioned it just i feel like it's too out of nowhere to just not mean something it did start to feel like in the middle of this episode because grungy bell starts uh, call like liberal starts getting thrown around as a sl- as a slang is that term this all episode of a or the next episode or is that the next that's the next episode the, yeah it's the next episode oh it is you're or right you're third, right whatever anyway it but like up. it does feel like with the change in haircuts the change in tone the introduction of christian slater uh the introduction of gomez adams like the show is suddenly taken over by a republican yeah like some yeah, like yeah, rich yeah. banker it's almost like it. they were like this show was too weird for a kid show right the kids aren't watching it we need to make it more traditional family value kid show so they like all of the sort of weird subversiveness of the show is replaced with just real hokey stuff. Scooby-Doo. But then also and more definitely Scooby Doo. But then once you get into the next couple episodes, and we'll talk about it when we get there, a lot of like pop culture references that don't yes. fit. Yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. There is a nice foreverwear callback. In yeah, the there bank, was. That's which right. I, which mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a mother and her kid, and the kids cashing in her piggy bank, and you're like, oh, you can get a doll, and if you save your money, you can get a big piece of foreverwear that you and your doll can sleep in, just like you and me. And they're dressed in like weird '70s outfits or whatever. <laughs> that was clever. That was a nice little for like a nice little yeah. callback. But it, uh, yeah. So okay, now we're in, and then and then they get to the. Okay, so while they're waiting in line, oh, th- this was kind of this Mar- was sort Marshall's of Marshall's family shows up yes. behind them in line. More evidence of Marshall's family being shitty parents as well. That I call back from the previous episode. Yeah, he do- The dad doesn't recognize. Like Marshall is wearing a dress, but that's but that's it. it. It's Marshall in a dress and no wig, the dad, no, no wig, no nothing. Just yeah. he's got like a bonnet, but his face is unobscured. Right. 
and the, and his dad is like, oh, uh, what's that? That's the oddest looking girl I've ever seen. <laughs> That's your son. That is clearly your son. He's clearly being held hostage by some weird old fucking uh, old timey bank robber. I mean, I don't. It doesn't make any sense. A cowboy in yeah, yeah, Indiana. In Indiana, I don't care how a hundred years ago this was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ain't no ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, but then white hair kid shows up. And, and saves the stops. day. I want to throw out there that there was one very '90s gag in there that the family was at the bank just to start a savings account for the free toaster. For the yeah, and the toaster yeah, keeps yeah, coming yeah, back yeah, and yeah, keeps getting true. referenced. As that like, is important, actually, because that is kind of how the episode ends. Yes. Um. So the white hair kid shows up, knocks the gun out of Grungy Bill's hand or something, which yeah. makes Grungy Bill disappear. Somehow not with his skateboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's totally should have like hoverboarded in. <laughs> Fucking terrible character that kid is. And get okay, we'll get to him in the next episodes. Progressively worse. Oh, it's so episodes. much worse. Yeah. Uh, um, Everybody uh, hates him, even because he's a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll explain it. I know he's a kid, but he's a piece of shit. No. Uh, so they knock the gun out of. Grungy Bill's hand, yep. which makes Grungy Bill disappear like fucking right. Back to the Future, like fade away, which no one in the bank notices. No. Um, but the, and the bank lobby is completely full. Doesn't he grab a toaster on his way he out? He grabs a toaster on the way out, which is him robbing the bank. Yeah, he's like, like, I finally episode, took something. Yeah, yeah. If he finally gets something at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, he's like, I don't know what a toaster is, but this sure looks like the best one of those I've ever seen or whatever the fuck. <laughs> he then possesses the toaster. Right, like a genie. That's it. I guess. Yeah, like yeah. a shitty genie grants oh. you no wishes. <laughs> yeah. He's just like kind of steam coming out of the, this toaster. Um, that's it. That's it. That's, that's how, the story. That's the whole episode. It, I think they don't they go back to the world of stuff or am I? I was, no, they, I think it ends in the in the mill. When the oh, toaster, right. With mm. The toaster. That's the it. toaster talking. Uh, that episode stunk. Yep. That white haired kid stunk. Yep. And I really was like fingers crossing that we weren't going to see him again. But then when I started the next episode, he's in the credits. Yes. And I was like, fuck, he's just going to be on this show now. I, my theory is that the show was bought by James Woods and that James Woods cast his nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, in that's, that's how he got in there um, with Gomez. I feel like this episode, the next episode. Um, Town Lottery or something it's called. Uh, the Eerie Wolf. It's the Wolf. It's the Wolf episode. The Wolf episode, yeah. Is my favorite of these three yes. while still being terrible. It's shitty, but it does have... Um, Stephen Root. Stephen Root, who... who is awesome always. You should know as the boss from uh, News oh, Radio or... Yeah, yeah, He's Jimmy James from News Radio. He's the, the creepy guy from Office Space. He's right. my stapler. Yep. Uh, he's been a, sal- a thousand things. He's a super versatile Root. character actor. Great actor. And does a great job a in this episode. A thousand percent wasted in this fucking show. <laughs> wasted, but he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that... Uh, so the town, much like it's Tornado Day... Has an ongoing <laughs> tradition where every 13 years, mm-hmm. all of the men in town, age 13 and above, buy lottery tickets. Yeah, they for the chance to be crowned king of the town. It's got some weird. It's the like Wolf King or the, the, some shit. Yeah, you got to wear a crown. It's a Hunger it's Games. Like a, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, Hunger but Games. But it's also like he's like the, they're like the homecoming queen essentially, but for a guy. Um, you and, get to sit on your couch at home and like two women and then sit like near you. girls bang you. I don't. It's so, yeah. so like you see these pictures and it's like oh they get all these prizes and whatever, but then they have to go out into the woods and see the the eerie wolf. Yes, and if they do, the town gets thirteen years of of good, good crops, crops and low taxes. <laughs> I'm not making up the taxes thing. That's, no. This is such a weirdly Republican show now that that's a thing. And they keep bringing it up. Like, yeah. We see the elders of the town, which they've changed, unfortunately. Now, mm-hmm. instead of the old world of stuff leader, it's John Aston. Yep. Uh, There's no more Elvis. And it's Stephen Root. There's no more Elvis. It's Stephen yep. Root and the mayor that we've seen before. Right. He's still there. And then they, they introduce a, a farmer couple who look like the American Gothic yeah, couple, yeah, which, yeah, is, kind yeah, of which is kind of funny. And their, one of their kids was the King of the Wolves or whatever 13 years ago, and they ask him, you know, the dad, yeah, where's, where's your son? He, uh, in Spain. And yeah, there's something about the way they he... Both say it. The, something about the way they delivered that line really cracked me up. Um, um, unfortunately, they ruin it by making that 
real. It wasn't just like a random line, which would have been hysterical. Right, right, right. As, right, as a right, random right. line. Now it's like, oh, they pretend that all these kids Everyone end up in ends Spain. up in Spain for some reason, which is an it's odd. It's like the dog that goes to the heaven farm. To farm or yeah. whatever, yeah. So, so Marshall doesn't want any part of this lottery. No. Uh, doesn't weird, buy a ticket. We, doesn't buy a ticket. Weird white hair kid shows up at the World of Stuff, and he's just shoplifting everything in sight um, <laughs> until he's eventually yelled at. He sneaks back into the World of Stuff that night and hears the town elders talking about how essentially just saying well they all fucking disappear yeah. who gives a shit we're gonna get our low taxes which by the way you're the mayor you can just make the taxes low like you're what? the government are they setting a tax exemption for this municipality of erie that the state and federal taxes <laughs> yeah, yeah. are I think also it's just local taxes which how much are you paying in city taxes to Erie, Indiana. And how would that matter to anybody but the world of stuff owner? <laughs> like, there's no yeah, other yeah, business yeah, in town. yeah. There really there's no commerce. It's just them in the bank. Yeah, it's the bank, and then maybe the the Tupperware people. But that seemed like a cash only business. Um, but the, so okay, the, okay, they're conspiring, and they decide. Well, we're just going to pick a kid right. that to get rid of. Of course, they pick the white hair kid, and I did not disagree with them. No, that I was a piece totally of shit. He's a fucking that. thief. Yeah, he's hiding in some weird. He's clearly a problem. I would. I really kind of wanted them to write. Yes. At, just have him die. It's the poochiness where Please. like they figure out. Oh, I got to go back to my home planet, and he fucking <laughs> flies off. Like that's just they just their way of getting rid of him. Right. I gotta uh, go gleam the cube now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just a still frame image of that kid being shifted off screen. Um, but no, he is. He hears them planning yes. that he's going to be the kid. He and they writes, don't know his name. They, so they, they write go down put the gray that, hair kid. That, that weird, weird gray, gray hair kid. Who is also straight edge, I think. He's got two X's drawn on his hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, I thought there were crosses. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. They're, they're X's. straight edge X's. You're right. Which never comes up, but I'm not sure why. Mm. Also, for a, the weird Republican show that this has become, it's odd that they would make this straight edge kid a bad guy. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, but I he switches his team on the ticket with Marshall's name, so Marshall gets picked to be fucking king of the wolves or whatever. <laughs> For his trouble, he gets a cow. Yes, oh, that's right. He gets a cow. The they mayor. Give him a the mayor. Cow. Br- they bring a cow into his house. In right on just in. right into the living room, and everybody and the parents are like, "What a beautiful Look cow!" Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, I think the dad's like, "Is it housebroken?" But that's as much of a fucking problem, much of a complaint they put up <laughs> about them bringing a cow into their goddamn house. Yeah. Um, and in my drunken mentality, I was sort of like, "Well, cows are worth a lot of money." I mean, cows that's, are that's expensive. A that's a, probably a couple grand. Uh, yeah, worth of cow right there. But you just live in a house in a neighborhood where you can't have cows. That's true. Um, they also bring like two cheerleaders. Yes. And then three or four female hockey players? Yes. That that did happen. To just sit around Marshall on the couch and I'm like, are they inferring that they're getting this kid laid? Yeah, they, they were. They were. They were absolutely inferring that they were getting him laid. Which is And that's the point at which he goes, Oh, well, maybe this ain't so, so bad. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. They totally did. So that was fun. They basically pimped out a bunch of town locals for a, yeah, a Hunger Games hit. kid to like go be sacrificed get enough before wolf. he goes to fucking be sacrificed to this wolf no one in the town like his parents nobody seems to have a problem with this 12 year old boy going off into the woods with steven root who's just some dude who showed up right who has like a weird stutter only uh, when and, he and says clear the word anger wolf. management issues only when he says the word wolf yeah oh i didn't even catch that wolf Everything else is fine. He's just led off into the woods by himself. Yeah. Uh, the only person even trying to look out for him is Simon. And uh, I give I got to give Simon some credit. The kid's got balls. Yeah. Uh, he literally is just out in the woods by himself, a little nine-year-old with a walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't give a shit, but he's going to go help protect his friend. I like Simon more and more regardless. Totally. I mean, um, he's got nowhere else to go, so. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to go home. That's literally. true. But, horrible shit happening, but still. These say, these are the same parents who had a problem with them, like, staying up past bedtime on yeah, daylight yeah, savings yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, they're like, go out in the woods all night long yeah. <laughs> with this stranger. Um, uh, also, I'm pretty sure there's a moment where I wrote down that I'm pretty sure the town elders just there's just a cabin in the woods where you fuck and kill these kids. Like, yeah, I guess so because they bring him up there and he's like, "There's no talking." I don't know why that's the thing. Stephen Roos is like, he's like, because Marshall's asking questions. He's like, "There's no talking. There's no eating." He's like, "I'm gonna have some candy." There's no eating. Yeah. The wolf doesn't want you fat or some horrible <laughs> thing. Which I think is just him. Like, I don't like my kids chubby. Uh, it's just some weird like. 
season one of True Detective fucking Yellow yeah, King. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I mean, if anything's going to be haunted, thing. it's this spot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of dead kids, you know. Um, he's so, like, what happened to all the other kids who won Wolf King or whatever? And he's like, they're all in Spain. Shut up. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Wasn't, uh, and isn't Stephen Root the character who all of a sudden starts throwing liberal out there left and right? No, I think that's the next episode. Is that still the next still episode? The next, that happens when the dad, oh, when they run into the weird homeless guy in the next episode. These three episodes are so similar in tone. In tone. And it's so different from the rest that they really blend together in a weird way. Like, they could, all of this could have happened in one big mega episode, and it would have fit together as badly as the episodes right, right, themselves. Right, right, right. As, yeah. as these three episodes fit into the run of this show. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, so... All the while, the like the when the town elders are meeting up or whatever, you can see little bits of hesitation from John Aston, yes. but not enough to like. Care. Like he's a little hesitant, and then when they're like, "Oh, maybe we should just give that gray hair kid," he's like, "Oh yeah, he was stealing shit. Fuck that kid." Like he really doesn't care that much, but he's like slightly hesitant at moments. Right. Um, Stephen Root turns into a werewolf. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, before this. When they're all after the lottery picking, they all say, "Hey, let's go to the theater." They're showing the Howling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is directed Joe, by Joe Dante. Dante. So yeah. yeah, this is clearly a Howling montage. And actually, the the werewolf transformation was. I thought the transformation okay. itself was kind of shitty because yeah. it was a pretty CGI heavy. But I thought the actual werewolf itself was pretty. Yeah, good. it was okay. Um, yeah, it was a leftover mask from the Howling. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Sure. But it was fine. Yeah, I was, I, it was I, all right. I, I wrote down here that I was fine with that. Yeah. Um, had that same long snout problem I yeah. had with all the werewolves in the Howling. It's For like sure. they have like these tubular anteater snouts they like that are just floppy at the ends because they're, they're so long. Exactly, yeah. and you can't eat anything with it because you, yeah. you can only get two teeth on your intended victim <laughs> before your nose is all up in the way. Um, <laughs> out, uh, out of nowhere comes Gray Hair Kid who hits the werewolf over the head with a log and knocks him out. Right. Where he drops a very timely Twin Peaks reference where he's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, it's you. And he's like, oh, well, I ain't the log lady. Right. And it's like, who is that for? This, you've, <laughs> I get it. Because I sure. watched Twin Peaks and I'm 38 years old, but it's like, what kid was watching Erie, Indiana, and Twin Peaks to the point that they were getting that reference? Particularly at the point we're at now, where they're making it so childish. It, it's it's disappointing. It's like the the third the breaking of the wall, like to the world outside sucks. By the way, the thing we haven't discussed at all is my all my pet theories about they're all just kind of it, they're gone. all gone because now they're all just gone. Full on werewolves because as soon as ghosts and there's witnesses and there's all yeah, kinds of shit. Yeah. As soon as Bucci showed up, this show had nothing, no layers, yeah, nothing yeah. to talk about. <laughs> now it's just dumb monster of the dumb week. Yeah, mm. and they are very dumb. This, I mean. So I they, mean, he knocks out a werewolf with a uh, branch. Uh, a it's small a small log. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a large branch. Um, this is a werewolf. It should take more than that. You would think they're superhuman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they knock him out. Mm. Then there's a line. There's a line that I kind of like where they're like, after several more hits with the log, just to be safe, we tied up that werewolf. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I was like, that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, they tie up the werewolf. They take him back to Marshall's house. How? I don't why? know. And why? And also why? But just I think, run away. Just a hundred percent run away. But it's they wanted wolf. evidence, so they filled. They videotape. Well, now they want evidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they videotape them because they're going to go confront the town elders. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, hey. Which, yeah, by the way, we know you, you, we know you guys know there's a werewolf. We know the open secret that clearly everybody's in on because there's no other explanation. Right. Which is that a child disappears every 13 years because they're fed to a wolf. Because they're fed to a... Even <laughs> if they're not fed to a werewolf... At the very least, they're, fed they're clearly being fed to a wolf. Like that's clearly a, a, a thing that happens in this town uh, that they're 100 percent fine with. Much like the way they clearly sacrifice the trailer park every year to fucking <laughs> old Bob the tornado. Absolutely, um, this town is barely holding on by its pretty brain. high body count. But you, you know go, what? If you think about how many kids have disappeared in the history of Iriana, that's this true. episode has like a 20 body count. Like, it's a difficult place to live, but the taxes are so low. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's property taxes. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, um, Explain why their school sucks. They go and confront the mayor, and the mayor's yeah. like, "You don't have any evidence." And like, nobody at that point says, "We have a werewolf on videotape and one tied to a chair in my house." Right. We have evidence, but that never comes up. Uh, he's <laughs> like, "You don't have any evidence," and also like, he's like, "This country, this town, and hell, this whole country has a great history of turning its eye." Uh, the Warren Commission, the October Surprise, blah blah. He starts listing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, People don't want to see anything. That means they'll have to do something. Blah blah blah. 
Uh, what was that all about? Fucking weird, out of nowhere, fucking angry political rant that the rest of the show is going to be taking it's in the that, next episode. Dude, there was that was James Woods again. James Woods <laughs> stepped in yeah, yeah, yeah. and wrote some filthy tweets for that person. <laughs> <laughs> to stop. Um, he uh, at one point, I, I, this I don't know why this made me laugh so much, but I, I, this, uh, as he's like, he tells off the kids, he tells them, man, he's going to leave. Like, ah, fuck you, kids. He reaches over and he throws a jar. Of flea powder. Mar- oh, we have missed one thing. Marshall's oh, been right. scratched or bitten by this werewolf. So Marshall's yeah. afraid he's going to turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, if there is a werewolf, looks like he got you. So and he throws him. He's like, better stock up on flea powder. And he throws him this jar of flea powder. Which the only reason I like that is like there's a display of flea powder by the register. Like mm-hmm. that's an impulse buy in Erie. It's like, oh, I'll get some juicy fruit. Uh, People magazine. Oh, and some flea powder. I need that. And it wasn't just a handful. It was a, it was a tomato soup stack. Like yeah, a yeah, yeah. It was like a little pyramid can of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> just made it made no sense. <sighs> um, so what are they going to do? The the werewolf escapes because Simon. They left Simon to guard the werewolf. By the way, which fucking right. he's nine. You shitty fucking assholes. And he wake doesn't... up an adult. You're in your house with your parents. And he's like, luckily my parents didn't wake up. Wake up your fucking wake parents. Up. You got a werewolf tied to a chair. And um, Simon won't use a gun. No, he's terrified of guns. Yeah. Uh, the sister wakes up, sees the fucking werewolf. She's in like a like a, a mud mask. Like a mud mask. Yeah. Very, like, I think she has a shower cap on. Like Very mm-hmm. classic scream, pass out. <laughs> the werewolf runs off through a window out into the woods. Uh, Save the day, John Aston shows up. Uh, with a line that I with really blunderbuss, I, I, he has a rifle yeah. with one silver bullet to use to shoot. Because we're like, how do we stop a werewolf? And John Aston shows up. He says, "With a silver bullet, according to the 1992 Werewolf Compendium." And he just has a book from 1992 <laughs> that tells you how to kill werewolves. Right. Um, I really like that. That's like. Wh- that book should be from the 1800s or something, no, right? It should like, be some dusty old tome. No, it's from 1992. Yep, it's it's next year's edition. Yeah, practically. yeah. And then, and then they're like, well, you only have one silver bullet. And he said they're expensive, which I thought was classic. Yeah, too, yeah. But they are. They're yeah, really expensive. They're silver. They're silver. It's a precious metal. Yeah. Um, the gag that ends up happening is like he can't – he's like, what if we miss, blah, blah, blah. Then at one point, like the moon – is hidden by a cloud, which right. lets the werewolf turn back into Stephen Root for a second. Yeah. Turns back into a werewolf. They shoot it, but they they only shoot it in the foot. But that's enough to get rid of the curum of being a werewolf, right? Which is just like a shitty way of getting around having to kill somebody in a kid show. Yeah, um, but it bothered me. It was like, come on, it's just like it's really you have dumb. a show where this town has been sacrificing children to wolves for its entire existence. So many people have died on this show. Yeah, one of them this... was even eaten by a dog. Yeah, one of these children was eaten by a dog. Multiple children have died. You can let a werewolf. Hunt. We can shoot a dog in return. I think that that was... I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um... <laughs> By the way, uh, it, Stephen right? Root's na- character's name is Mr. Cheney. Oh, uh, yeah, Lon for launching. Yeah, so there's right. like a lot of that, that shit going on. That was the name now. of the episode, Mr. Cheney. Oh, Mr. Cheney was the name mm-hmm. of the That is correct. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of that kind of pop culture reference shit going that's on. Very, now. That's all Joe Dante shit right there. Sure. Yeah. But it also feels like it's more heavy handed than it has been. Because it mm-hmm. always had been like. Like thematically referenced, where it's like, oh, yeah. this is like an old timey mummy movie episode or whatever, and it's clearly an homage to those old movies. Now they're just like calling out names, and oh, this is a Twin Peaks reference, uh, that kind of shit. And it just seems, we- again, more evidence of the fact that they've just got a whole new writing staff on this. It just show. went off. It's almost or or they found out they weren't going to get this second season pick and up, and they just said, fuck, "Fuck it." Yeah, that could very well be. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but to me, it doesn't scream of that because bringing in Poochie and bringing in John Aston screams of trying to save please, a show. Yeah, please keep us. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> we are so disgusted. It's so boring. It's so bad now. And I was so much getting into the last run of this, sh- like the last ep- like the last few, yeah. maybe six episodes have been so good and getting better. And like, oh man, the show is like something. Uh, and like, I'm gem. enjoying it. Nope, it's just. Turn it into trash. The uh, only thing left that's interesting about the show is how quickly it completely turned uninteresting. Yeah, for sure. I've n- I don't know of another show I can see that changed so much on a dime so immediately that I've stopped giving a fuck about. And I will tell you that this next episode is one of the worst episodes of television <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I it totally passed out during is- it. 
awful. Oh no! It starts off really bad. What I remember yeah, was, and it gets much worse. Okay, so this episode starts <laughs> with uh, Marshall and his family are at a Chinese restaurant. <gasps> Not just a Chinese restaurant. Okay, I don't get the guy. The the, the dragon the of dragon the, something, which is the restaurant from Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, it is. I looked it up because I was like, what the fuck? And I found that con- confirmation okay. not only is that the name of the restaurant in well, Big Trouble like in Little China. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China is like the Green Dragon or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. Okay, it's whatever. the same. It's the same. It's the same set. thing. Okay. It's the same sign. It's the same restaurant. I'll buy that. The but they're never inside set. the restaurant here, right? Dragon of the Black Pool. It's Dragon the one of the Black Pool. Yes, where they, yes, where yes, they yes, go yes, underneath yes. and that's Lopan's lair. Right, right, right. Which I'm like, okay, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. It never comes up again. That's the only reference to it in the entire episode. Um,. They are leaving this restaurant, yep. and a weird. They're like, "Oh, the fortune cookies or whatever." And I'm thinking, "Okay, this is going to be a fortune cookie based episode. Yeah, weird sure. truth in a fortune cookie." Right. Uh, his dad's fortune cookie comes true immediately because his fortune is like, "You will be interrupted by a, a stranger." And as he's reading it, this crazy homeless guy hits him with a shopping cart. Right. And homeless guy's yelling about fucking whatever, and he's got a colander on his head with wire sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marshall and Simon are like, "Oh, that's the." That's the hacker or whatever. He hacked up his family with an axe. Yeah. Um, which I remember distinctly having like a crazy homeless guy in my hometown that had a very similar fake backstory that kids would make up. <laughs> like he said, killed his family in a fire, which wasn't true. He's just a fucking crazy homeless guy. Sure. Um, but that rang true to me. So I okay. was like, oh, okay. That's like a thing that would happen in a small town. The parents like, you stay away from him. So immediately Simon and Marshall start following him into this alley. Into an alley. But like... A, a big city alley. It feel like an alley where Batman's parents would get killed. Well, yeah, if it's the set from Big Trouble, it's San Francisco. It's San Francisco like, all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Um, a woman in a car like with this big curly red hair and big tits sticking out. Right. But older. You know what I mean? Not like yes. a, not like a young twenty one year old ingenue, like an old like in her forties or whatever, maybe maybe late thirties, but like not a young girl, like no. a purposefully older dame. A dame. Like a broad, she's like, like a broad. She's a dame. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not a dame like Dame Judi Dench, but like no, no, a dame no. like like a, a mall. Like a, you right. know what I mean? Like, um, but she, dressed in like Eddie Murphy's suit from Raw. Yeah, it's weird. She <laughs> like gets out. Of, she pulls up in his car, thing. gets out of the car. She has this weird hair. It's gun. It looks like a hair dryer. Yes. Um, like a Conair hair dryer that shoots the crazy homeless guy. Mm-hmm. They chase her off. I am so confused by what happens in this episode. First off, we are missing this moment where when the crazy homeless guy knocks over the dad, they talk about him being the hacker. The dad goes, uh, I heard he was Erie's last living liberal. And I'm like, well, that's what? a weird thing to yell out of nowhere. Yeah. Really, why would this small town not have any liberals? It seems like a weird small town full of weirdos that yes. would have some liberals in it. I, it, it just the sensibility of the show leading up to this it gave has been, no indication yeah. at all that right. it, if anything it was kind and and sort of sympathetic like towards to weirdos a hundred percent a hundred percent so anyway so it doesn't make any sense yeah um the police show up or no I'm sorry that's wrong <laughs> Marshall and uh, Simon show up as she's shooting the homeless guy with this like laser electricity gun uh, uh, yeah marshall yells junior police lady freeze which i don't know what the fuck what the that's hell supposed was to that? mean <laughs> what do you expect her to do when she freezes you don't have any way of stopping this lightning gun that she has none of this makes any sense uh she says something about the democrats at that point she yes. says like the democrats i should have known or some horrible line it, <laughs> I, it's infuriating how little sense this episode makes uh, and, and, and I'm this is very the, confused the whole time. The guy, after he's shot and he talks to the kids, this is where he just starts saying my Sharona over and over again. Right. Uh, that I did does not come imagine back, that. That does come back in the play. In the play? That, that's an important okay. plot point. Um, I, I think, because it's hard to understand what anything is important. Uh, yeah. um, they take the homeless guy home uh-huh. to keep him safe until they can figure out what this lady's business was there something with an eight track tape or did that's I where the it? my sharona thing oh, is going to okay, come okay, into okay. play um she is going around town saying oh i can't find my long lost brother i think he's living on the streets can you help me find my brother and she's suddenly dressed like a she's, totally yeah she's got like a scarf on her head yeah. she's like, like done up to be sympathetic sympathetic whatever gray hair fucking poochie shows up she pays him 
By the way, we're just calling him Poochie for the rest of the fucking episode, for the rest of the podcast. And it was so disappointing because I was like, maybe just two episodes, and then yeah, you're no, right. No. It was. It was sort of like a fucking Fuck. gray hair yeah, Poochie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Poochie shows up. She gives him a hundred bucks to like help her, him find this guy. He knows. He knows she's lying about it being a brother. Right. They all know like whatever, but he's just a piece of shit. So he takes hundred bucks. So he takes hundred bucks, and yeah. he's like, "I'll bring him right to you." And he goes to Marshall and Simon's house when they're not there. And tells the sister who's watching this guy who they've like shaved and cleaned up and told her that it's Simon's uh, uh, uncle, uncle from Bolivia or from uh, Bosnia or some shit. Yeah. Um, and he's looking befuddled and, and he's yeah he's but uh, the one thing I really wanted and the one thing I was hoping would lean back into your all this is just mm-hmm. in Marshall's head is that they just brought a crazy homeless man into their house. <laughs> Shaved him and just left him in the fucking house with his sister, and he's just out of his mind. Yep, because uh, he like starts. But we were, we're we've way gone past way that. too broad for that to be fun anymore. A hundred. Also, mm. there's a bunch of witnesses to supernatural to shit everything now. now. Everything yeah. has multiple witnesses. Right. The only way it works is if Poochie and John Aston aren't real, but then the whole town isn't real. And nothing's it's just not, real. Nothing's really that's that's why the show had to go. <laughs> um, he's like making shit. Like he's yes. taking apart video games. He's tinkering. He's making stuff or whatever. Um, yeah, he's some sort of engineer idiot savant. Well, it it's, turns out... What happened in this episode? Because so this is where I passed out. It's fucking so confusing. Okay. So it turns out that he is the world's smartest man. Sure. He's the first person to ever uh, calculate pi without scratch paper, is a line that they used to describe it. Oh, um, okay. He's the world's smartest man. He invented a device... That could make anyone smart, like make a common man a genius, and make a genius a common man. Uh, the brain transquabulizer or some poor shit right. thing they come up with. Okay, fine. Uh, she's telling as as she's telling the story. She comes back like, from finding him. She comes back from like an office run or whatever. Finds him in the lab. He has brains squabulized himself, mm-hmm. and the machine is destroyed. The blueprints are gone. <gasps> And now he's trapped in the mind of an idiot, and she's like, our only hope is that he's got enough of him still inside of him to okay. get his brain, to get his, his genius back. So she was shooting him with a laser. Oh, no, no. We're not even at the first, like, moment of bullshit that this episode becomes. <laughs> so Simon and Marshall go to get, and I'm sorry for just, like, doing so much, like, Overviewing, right. but I just have to try to say it out loud so I can understand what try happened because I'm fucking confused. Yeah, Simon and Marshall go to get all his shit. He had that shopping cart full of stuff, and it's full right. of all these gadgets and whatnot. Right? They, being a couple of nine-year-old and twelve-year-old kids, are able to put all the gadgets together the way this world's smartest man figured out. Sure, and they recreate the brain trans blabblizer. Okay. Um. The reason my Sharona is important is because you have an 8-track by uh-huh. the knack that is plugged into this whole machine. It zaps Simon, and what turns out is on that 8-track okay. is the super genius's brain. Oh, okay. His like intelligence has been downloaded onto this 8-track copy of the knack. Okay, that's kind of funny. It's kind of great. Yeah. It is now put into Simon's head, and now Simon is oh. the super genius. That being said, the only thing of this entire episode that I like, and I genuinely really like it, is it is a tour de force fucking Simon <gasps> acting episode. Oh, good. He, and he's going the fuck off, and it's great. Because oh. now he, he, like, really becomes, like, a different character entirely. Yes. Um, there's a great moment where she, where the evil woman, we turn, it turns out the woman is actually evil. Yeah, okay. And that'll be explained in a minute. Okay. And show, shows up at Simon's house, at Marshall's house, to get the scientist guy, but he's gone. Right. And Simon now has scientist guy in his head, and he sees him, and he's like, first off, the first thing he says immediately, he's like, I want a cigarette. He's kind of a pompous jerk, but in that way that, like, super smart people right, 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 to, right. Like, interact with people or whatever. arrogant, and okay, okay, um, okay. And he just starts going off on the, her, and he's like, you used your physical massage acrobatics to lure me into false whatever. And he, like, goes off on this huge rant, and, like, Marshall has to hold him back. It's this really awesome scene <laughs> okay. from Simon, and I really enjoyed all of that. The rest of this episode fucking stinks. So, <laughs> and I'm still, all right, so this is where I get really confused. So, 
he uh, Poochie brings the old guy to the evil woman's lair, which is the mill. They're back at the old mill. They're back at the old mill? That's where he decides, he says, meet me at five at the old mill. I'll bring you the scientist guy. You give me money. Okay, okay. They show up. They now also have Marshall and Simon because she has taken them hostage. Okay. Um, he gets a bunch of money, and Simon's like, oh, you're just selling us out? And he's like, yeah. Uh, peace. I'm, like, I'm I've been a piece of shit this whole time. I've yeah. never once been good to you. I'm an yes. asshole. Um, well, he did save their lives several times. Yeah, but, but also... for no reason. No reason. And also, he put their lives in jeopardy every one of those times. Exactly. Like, it was entirely his fault every one of these times. He's just he's douches ex Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Douche ex machina? Yeah. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, Simon, while being the scientist, explains to Poochie that... Or is it Simon or the scientist? Maybe they've got the brain uh, back in the scientist at this point. They explain that she... He created this device to record intelligence for the post- for posterity. Okay. Right? We're yeah. preserving the intelligence of our race so that if anything happens in the future, we'll have all this information oh. recorded. But it so he invented podcasts. Brain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If what you want to say for posterity is people talking about their dicks and television shows. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, somehow, she... She's going to use this for evil. Okay. How I'm not 100% sure, but it has something to do with rigging the presidential election. <laughs> no, because he, he's So gonna, that the Democrats well, no, well, will win. 100%. Oh, my God. Well not, not, no, well, not for the Democrats. Not because the Democrats will win. Oh. But, like, there's at one point where he says it's for the Republicans because they're going to put a brilliant person's mind in Ronald Reagan's body. <laughs> and then Reagan <laughs> is so popular that they'll win, I think. But there's also a moment in the alley where he's like, where literally Marshall's going through his stuff. And Wait, like, well, was it literally Reagan? Yeah. It's 1992. I know, I'm pretty sure he's dead or completely he's incapacitated fucking, by fucking Alzheimer's by this And point. term limited. Uh, yeah, none, none, of, none of it makes any sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, at one point earlier in the episode, they are going through his stuff, Marshall yeah. and Simon, and they go, well, at least we know he's not a liberal. And they pull out a Bush quail bumper sticker from his stuff. None of this makes any sense. For, for, from the scientist stuff? From the scientist stuff. So so she's going to do this with him to throw the election, and they have to do what's right. And he's like, so I, in order to protect America, destroyed this device and destroyed the evidence and my brain so that they couldn't recreate the thing that they would then use for evil to rig the election. Some fucking horse shit that makes zero sense. What the? Where's, I'm so confused. Karina, I am so. I was literally. I I was almost late to mm-hmm. this recording session because I watched the explanation sequence like four times, <laughs> and then I was like, I still just don't get it. I just don't understand it. So let me try to break this down. So this show that's suddenly been taken over by James Woods is trying to imply that. <laughs> they were, okay, oh, that, here's the line. They said they're the going to only put way MacGyver's repl- brain into Reagan's body. Okay. Th- Thus, by making him a super genius. Both also, MacGyver references. is a fictional character, right? Are we, are, is there a politician named MacGyver, or am no. I just thinking of MacGyver you're, as in you're right. MacGyver? Okay. MacGyver was also off the air, much like Reagan. I would imagine he was term limited. He uh, <laughs> there was no. Sense. This yeah. whole episode makes zero sense. So, so he leaves. Are they like saying that? The, okay. Are they first of all? Are they admitting that the only way a Republican win is if somebody implants some intelligence in, in their them? Brain. That's funny, but I don't think so because why all the shit talking about liberals? Right. And then also, I don't know. I don't know, Karina. I'm confused and a little scared. Is this all I have a reaction no idea what's happening anymore. to Dan Quayle? Is I this all that, like? Is I this all so. inadequacy I, feelings? I, I, I think the, so. the whole Dan Quayle is stupid thing. Um, God, the Republicans are still dealing with that, aren't they? He's, don't call us dead. dumb. We're not dumb. dumb. We're just, just backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not dumb. We're racist. We mean these things. We've thought about them, and this is our opinion. We've thought um, long and hard, and we've come to the conclusion <laughs> that we don't want to think long and hard anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Poochie takes the money and dips. Yep. She's going to kill them. Okay. He thinks about it for a second, goes back inside, somehow hits. In the meantime, while he's outside count, thinking about the money, the machine gets zapped. And all their brains get switched. Uh, oh, so Marshall's okay. inside of her. The scientist is back in Simon. Simon, okay. the scientist is now a little kid. 
theoretically a fun a fun madcap he comes back in with the gun and it's uh no shoot her no shoot him okay uh marshall goes like her inside of marshall says oh she's the bad guy shoot her i'll give you a thousand dollars and then he's like of course thousand dollars and he goes wait a minute marshall doesn't have a thousand dollars uh, and it shoots him in the fucking head with a lightning bolt gun that I don't know who's alive. Who? How do you know that wouldn't kill him? The only thing you've seen is that it shoots fucking lightning bolts. Uh, yet it's non-lethal. I mean, it hasn't it killed anybody yet. I'm so confused. Uh, Unless you have a pacemaker. S- somehow they switch back into their bodies, the okay. right brains. Mm-hmm. That's kind of The it. end? The end. I don't remember. She, I think the scientists may take her away, but that's it. There's wow. a little bit of wrap up of like, oh, you came back to fucking Poochie, and Poochie's like, yeah. <laughs> I think he says something about like it didn't feel right taking her money, but he kept the money. He like kept this, one hundred percent. I is. was. This episode was so infuriatingly confusing, <sighs> and such a shit like progression of like to be the last one we watched for this. I was so mad yeah. by the end of this. Now, there's four episodes, by the way. Watch yeah. all four episodes right. for the next one. Right. Because um, we'll just wrap it up. There's four more episodes. And left. if they're this bad, they're gonna we won't be have this, much to say. They're going to be this bad. I don't there's know. no way. What it's just going to The, the only way good. it goes back <laughs> is if this was shot out of order and this was supposed to be the like maybe the next season. They were going to yeah. bring in new characters. I don't fucking know. But I hate it. I hate it so much. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cleanse our palates here by doing a little... Tribute to Simon. Okay. Because I hadn't looked this up before. Justin Shankaro is the actor who plays Simon. Uh-huh. And he's he good. He is good, but he doesn't he's want to do much. He's really good. He hasn't done much. He's not. I can't list off credits. He, he's the voice of Harold and Hey Arnold, whatever. Um, but he won. He got a bunch of nominations for working as a kid actor in Picket Fences. Word. He was in Fresh Prince, I guess. Oh, he was definitely in Picket Fences. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I like that show. He was on Home Improvement a couple times or whatever. Um, but now he's all, he's just gone. I, I want him back. I think this man deserves kudos. It? I am going to take a quick look at the last four. There's a zombie episode. Yeah. The Loyal Order of Corn. Anyway, what I'm saying is uh, he's clearly the best Holy actor shit, in I this show. I think they this kid Dash X. Dash X? I think it's what they named the gray hair kid because that's a line going on. I don't fuck. You know what? I don't even want to read it. What are you doing? What do you got to plug? I'm done. I can't talk about the show anymore. Dash X sounds like a bad guy in a Sega game. <laughs> it does sound like the Sonic villain. <laughs> it's like Sonic's Waluigi. Um, <laughs> what do you got going on? Anything to plug? I got nothing. To, I can, No, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to talk either anymore. I'm, I'm done. disgusted. This, it just makes me so angry. Um, <laughs> this will be out tomorrow. It is Moon Tower Comedy Festival here yes, in Austin. So I got a bunch of shows. I got two shows tomorrow. Show on Friday. So check me out there. Um, I think I'm doing Mike Lawrence's podcast at the Creek in the Cave on the 26th in New York. So check that out. Uh, Bedlining Cap City Comedy Club, May 4th through the 7th. If you like our show, oh, Dave Ross is going to be in town. He's awesome. That's going to be really fun. He's featuring for me. Uh, If you like the show, rate us, review, subscribe, all that shit on iTunes, Stitcher, everything you can find a podcast on, we are on it. So please do that. Watch the last four episodes. I apologize. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next week.